0: Temple Worship Center, where our service is in progress. I've got to get to this sermon. I've got to preach tonight. I'm getting a little too excited. Uh, there's one more, and I kind of like it. Would you turn with me to the book of Mark? Mark chapter 6. And uh, tonight, <laughs> you've seen my title. Somebody already said, did you plan that title just because it was the last night of preaching? Well, I didn't exactly, but it fits, doesn't it? the title tonight is the party's over <laughs> so you can take it any way you choose but that's the that's the title for this sermon uh, go to mark chapter six and i'm going to begin reading at verse twenty five mark chapter six beginning with verse twenty five here's what the bible says and she came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked saying I will that thou will give me by and by in a charger, the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry, yet for his oath's sake and for their sakes which sat with him, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison. Would you pray with me? father in heaven we are so grateful once again we have come to the last nightly sermon of this series but we are so grateful that the presence of god has been with us we are grateful for the presence of the holy spirit for jesus power within us around us about us and so tonight we do not doubt it's not because we are powerful it's not because we can guarantee success but it's only because where two or three are gathered together in God's name God is in the midst of them don't fail us tonight father be with us and we shall give the honor and glory and praise in the name of Jesus amen this uh, is an impressive occasion you must understand that while the Bible says that John did no miracles that's John chapter 10 and verse 41 John did not do miracles as an ordinary prophet would do there were people of God there were men of God who touched those with diseases and they were healed there were men of God who would offer prayers and supernormal occurrences followed John did none of these things but when he spoke you knew that there was power most of his preaching was not about him it was about the one who would follow him he said there's somebody coming after me whose shoes i'm not worthy to unlatch i'm not worthy to put on or take his shoes off so you would think that if somebody came preaching saying how lowly they were and how humble they were You would think that nobody would care but the Bible says this while he did no miracle as normal prophets would do every word he said was true and the people gathered about him because he was an extraordinary preacher in fact one of my favorite writers says that when John the Baptist spoke Satan was in fear of losing his kingdom There were people who lived during the time of John the Baptist who thought he knew too much to be as young as he was. He was not a slave to fashion. The Bible says that he wore very very strange clothes. He was not popular because of his dress. He was not popular because of his educational background. There is nothing that you can prove. He was not popular because of where he preached. It appears that most of the time when he preached, he was out in the wilderness. So the people from the city wearing their nice little city clothes came out to the country and sat anywhere they could to listen to the words of John the Baptist. And his preaching became so powerful that people began to whisper to each other, why don't we make him our king? Let me tell you something this is what I know for sure. Just to stand up and talk doesn't give you power. Just to invoke God's name doesn't give you power. Anybody can do that. You've got to have the power that comes from above. And when things like this happen, be sure that it's not the human being who does it. It's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. So when this man preached, it was not his dress. It was not his credentials. It might not have even been his voice, though I understand that it was something to hear. But when he spoke, it was with conviction and it was with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the people who came out from the city, listened; they were riveted to his voice. They looked in his eyes. I read long ago that when somebody speaks their eyes tell on them. Your eyes tell in milliseconds whether you think you're telling the truth or not. Your eyes say whether you believe what you say or whether you doubt it yourself. I believe that if you speak for God, God controls the way your eyes reflect and your eyes become a testimony of the power of God. So when they looked in his eyes, when they listened, they were shaken to the core. Well, according to the record, one day the Tetrarch of Galilee, this term simply means that he was not really a king on his own right, but the Romans had given him his power. That uh, was a little shadow over his position, but he was still a powerful man, this Herod Antipas. He came out and made the mistake of listening for a moment to John the Baptist. Probably planned just to stay there for a little while. Yeah, when does he start? Well, he, he starts whenever he wants to. Where do you sit? Well, I don't know where a man like you would sit, sir. because As you can see, he, he doesn't have pews. I usually sit on this stump right here, would you like to use that? No, it'd be impossible for me to sit there. I'll just stand. How long does he preach? Well, you can't tell. Sometimes it's long, sometimes it's short. And people come out here all the time. Well, you, you see them. And they'll be like this until he finishes. So Herod stops and listens. And in the middle of John's sermon, something happens that is not politically correct. John said you, you Harry, you should not be married to the woman who you're living with. huh?" Now where I live I I know the reaction I know what would happen. Uh, Because you're waiting for something to happen. You know that's too much holy boldness but when you're in touch with God you you really don't worry so long as you're saying what God told you to say because if God says say it God will protect you and if he allows you to die you will rise again so there's nothing to fear when you're telling the truth I imagine in fact I, I, I read uh, one of those scholars who likes to comment on what happens in the bible he said somebody perhaps told john the baptist look from now on uh, you got by with that one but from now on if i were you i would not get so personal particularly with powerful people did you know who that was yes i knew who it was you see what john would do he would he would live in the country but go into the city to see what was happening it's difficult to preach about what you don't know But you've got to have some place to talk with God because your power does not come with knowledge of the problem. Power comes with a personal contact with a powerful being. So you can't just know what's going on. Knowledge of what's happening does not give you power. Everybody knows what's going on. But it takes somebody who can see what's happening and retreat to where he lives and have a little talk with God and get the power built up and get the point put on the message then you go and preach about it so someone may have told him look uh, we love your preaching in fact if you were up for election I would vote for you but we want you to live until an election you're not going to make it talking like this not to Herod and what would John the Baptist have said? I, I dare to imagine, but I'll tell you this. He did not stop saying what he was saying. H- here is the fact. This uh, Herod was an amazing man. He had been married to the daughter of the king of Arabia. Now let's, let's talk for a minute. Let's get real. When you marry the daughter of a king, you must be careful how you treat her. Well when you marry anybody's daughter, (laughs) you need to be careful how you treat her because who her father is on earth is not so important as who her father is in heaven. And when you marry a child of the king, you better know that there's somebody watching over you how you treat that child. Are you listening to me? But uh, Herod marries the daughter of the king of Arabia then puts her away when he finds Herodias so he had two living wives do you see it if you get too quiet you will make me wonder about you Herodias had previously married Philip her father's half-brother now she becomes the consort of Herod Antipas who is her half-uncle And you thought you had stuff on the daytime (laughs) show. There is more chicanery in the Bible than anywhere on television. If you want to see drama, open up the word of God. So here was the situation. Not only did Herod have two living wives, but Herodias had two living husbands. And Herod didn't wait until Philip had moved away. He didn't allow a divorce to happen he drew Herodias to him even though Philip and Herodias had a child so he broke up their home he was a home wrecker you're familiar with the term so you've got a man now who is doing a lot of things wrong and his wife with him because this may seem tilted gender But it is not. You are guilty, both of you, because you've got two living spouses. There's a child that's been put aside. There's a family that's been torn apart. And now they think that God will smile on this because they are rich and powerful. God could care less how much money you have. The truth is the truth anyhow. The word of God is like a two edged sword it will cut anybody all you got to do is get close to it in fact i have people tell me all the time pastor that sermon you preached really stepped on my toes i'll say well what do you think it did before i preached it to you (laughs) while i was getting ready for it it doesn't care who it is that handles the word the word will declare the truth to anybody so the word is clear you don't have enough money to exempt yourself from the truth. So when John the Baptist preached, he made it personal and he he said it out loud. In fact, one of my favorite writers says that before before Herod Antipas married Herodias, the word came to him, you better not marry her. And it came from John the Baptist. When Herodias heard about it, and I tried to surmise about the personality of Herodias. She seemed a very strong woman. She heard that John the Baptist said they shouldn't get married and she started talking to Herod. Forgive me, I'm gonna give her a voice that's one that I know from the neighborhood where I grew up. So you say we're not gonna get married. Because you went out and heard some strange dressing preacher. And he said that you shouldn't marry me <laughs> and you're gonna disappoint me because of somebody who eats wild honey do you know who you are man you can't you can't let some strange looking preacher tell you what to do do you know who I am I'm no ordinary woman you don't play with my affections let me tell you something you better stay away from that preacher Come in here talking this foolishness that you're talking now. Oh, we're going to get married. This is going to be a home. Are we okay with that? Herod, Herod tried as best he could to forget what John the Baptist said. But folk, I'm going to tell you something and you really need to hear me now. Once you know the truth, there's nowhere you can go where the truth will not find you. You can go to the end of the earth, but once truth is in your mind and in your heart, it repeats and repeats and it repeats for a reason. God says, I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance so the one who causes it to replay in your head is the one who loves you Jesus loves you and will not let the truth let you alone so sometimes you will wake up in a cold sweat and it may be some strange preacher you see it could even be me (laughs) but you'll see some preacher and you'll hear the words but they will be words that are way more powerful than a human being could speak they will be words that are repeated by the power of the spirit so herod had a problem he's got this woman he carries this and he's seen this prophet whose words won't leave him alone so he was tormented every time he saw her in fact they say that one time herod went again to hear the preacher these are all scholars trying to pull what they can from scripture and this time when he came back he was determined so he made up his mind you know how it is when you're on the way home making up your mind I'm gonna tell her I'm gonna start off I'm not gonna let any time lapse as soon as I walk in the door I'm just gonna die I'm gonna start immediately she will not change my mind this time in fact I won't even let her speak I'm gonna step in the door talking before she can get a word in I will have told her So, gentlemen, when you open the door, wait till I get right there. And then spring back the curtains and I'll pop in and start talking. And he goes in and he says, look, no, you be quiet. I'm going to tell you something. We are not going to stay together. The prophet is right. We cannot, we cannot remain together. So this is over. I'll find you somewhere. I'll get you a place to live. You'll do okay. I can support you in the lifestyle to which you've become accustomed. But I will not disobey the voice of God through that prophet. So what did she say? Honey, come over here and sit down. (laughs) You're tired. I can tell you're tired. See that muscle right there? Sit down. Sit down. I know. Feel that? There it is right there. See all that talk you were doing? Just tense. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, you feel that? See, see right there? That's all it is. See all that? Now don't you feel silly saying all that stuff you were saying when you came in there? There it is right there. Now that thing is kind of smooth out. Uh. Now what was that you were saying? What was that you told me? You were saying something. What you saying, something about we were not going to be together? Oh, let me get this part of your neck right here. Tight, tight, tight in your neck. Now stand up and tell me. Tell me. Come on, tell me. You better watch out who you hook yourself up with. And, and I want to say this with all the kindness I can. Get in my tongue. When it comes to God's will. Being against anybody else's will. You got to cut that person off. They cannot offer you what God offers. In fact, the truth be told. Herod was never happy with that woman. Because from the time he heard the truth. And continued to resist it his life was miserable let me tell you something folks you heard me preach about real marriage if you want to be happy you get the right spouse one that god can bless you get the right marriage it'll be so wonderful you can't even think of problems you'll come home and try to remember what you were upset about on the way home but if God blesses your relationship it won't even come back to your mind but that's when God has got his hand on you when you are in a situation that God cannot approve of you will never be happy Herod is the tetrarch of Galilee he's got all the power that he can imagine and yet he's not happy because he's with a woman who won't allow him to obey God. Well, uh, Herodias was also a resourceful woman. She said, how can I get rid of, of this man? Because it's not anything about God. It's just that preacher. So she kept after Herod and after him. So you know something? He's out there talking about you in the woods. I'm serious. Everywhere I go, all my friends they asked me if your husband was a real man would he let people talk about you in the woods (laughs) and i know who they're talking about i'm embarrassed i try to defend you but i'm gonna tell you something either you're gonna be a man or not you're gonna let that preacher be out there talking about us you know you need to lock him up because if you lock him up he can talk but nobody here and she kept on harping on it you know there are people who know how to do that if you're married to one of them you've got to sit here right now and not let your face change I challenge you don't let a muscle twitch but there are people who will make your life miserable until you do what they want you to do. So one day Harris says, oh, "Hey, hey, hey! I'll lock him up. Lock him up! I tell somebody look, 'Look, we're not going to do anything to him. Put him in a nice place. Try to get him as comfortable as you can, because he's a man of God. He speaks the truth.' But I, you know, I got some issues. If you understand what I mean, so lock him up. Now, <laughs> listen. I got, I got a rule for you." I don't think this is in the Bible as I'm about to say it. But if somebody learns that they can control your will and make you go against your God, you are in trouble. Because they're not finished, they're just starting. Oh boy, I tell you, the folks who need to hear this the most are locked now in a pose. You can't move. But the fact is that nobody can ever think that they have more influence on you than your God. Never. I got to get this in. If you know that you should be baptized tomorrow and your spouse or your mother or your dad or your son or your daughter or anybody thinks that they can stop you from doing what is right and you know it's right you had better learn that you've got to obey God now I've heard people say well I want to wait until they can do it with me Uh, you need to be an example lead by example and not wait for everybody to come along with you there are some people who will never come along so you gotta do what's right when it's right you don't have tomorrow all you got is now so when God calls you you gotta answer now you may not be alive tomorrow so watch Herod now she said you know what I'm going to do I'm gonna plan a birthday party for the king so she sends and invites all of the the dignitaries all of all of the pots of his kingdom are notified and everyone who is somebody is invited to come for the king's birthday party and Herodias has a plan you see she knows already that she has put a dent in the style of John the Baptist I can't spend long on this but I got to show you something the Bible says that while John the Baptist was in jail his situation started getting to him let me explain what I think about John the Baptist. Remember, he lives in the, in the open. He sleeps in the open. He pulls his breakfast down there and he's, you know, he sleeps out there. He, he is an outside individual. He's a rugged individualist. And the devil knows how to watch you and find out where your weakness is. Stick with me. So if what you love is plenty of room, if you ever say, you know something, I'm going to lock him up. I'm going to put him in a cell. He's so powerful outside. Let's see how he operates in an enclosed space. So John the Baptist, who was always free, never lived in town, never had walls around him, finds himself in a cell. And then Satan sends some of his disciples with a message. Well, you, you need to know this is in Luke chapter 7. Start around verse 20. Well, you need to start earlier than that. Some of the uh, disciples of John came to, disciples of John came to John and said, Hey, John, how you doing? We came by to cheer you up. I've only been in the hospital once, but I've learned something about visitors. Not all visitors are the same there are visitors who know how to cheer you up there are visitors who will ruin your day i had some visitors come to me when i was in the hospital they knew why i was there and they would sit and say stuff like this well you look so nice i'm just i'm hoping that you're okay Uh, my uncle had the same problem before he died last year course you know you don't have to worry i, I, I hope you've got better doctors than he did <laughs> but as i remember he has some of these same things And it oh i'm sorry forgive me there's some some visitors you just don't want here's what john's disciples said they said uh... before we leave um, we just want to tell you that uh... you remember jesus who used to tell us about man they used to be good when you Ah, when you be preaching about Jesus? Whoa! Powerful stuff. I remember you used to talk about him. We thought that when he came, everything was going to change. We thought that, that that he would take over the, the whole national scene. We thought that we would gain our freedom. The way you talked about him, we thought that as soon as he came, everything would be fine. Well, uh, they say what he does now is that he's taken over the crowds that you used to have. But uh, mainly, I don't know, what I hear is that he kind of eats with publicans and sinners. That he, uh, in fact, some people have accused him of being a glutton. They say he hangs around with people of ill repute. He'll talk to just about anybody. And we, I don't know, John. John, I don't want to bring you down. I don't want to bring you down. But it didn't look like to me that he just nothing like what you would. Just, here you are in jail, and he's out eating with high-class people and going to things that looked like social gathering. I don't know. Hey, forget everything I said, cause I don't want to bring you down. In fact, John says in that very text, "Go and ask him. Are you the one?" or should we look for another you know that's that's bad let me me tell you let me tell you why that doesn't make sense remember the first time they met remember that jesus came to be baptized of john remember that john said no i'm not worthy he said oh yeah it's got to be so because in order for me to set the path of righteousness i must be baptized so come on you are my you are my relative I want you to baptize me. And John baptized Jesus and brought him back up and everybody may not have heard, but John the Baptist heard a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. John saw the Holy Spirit in bronze light coming light on Jesus and knew that there was father, son and Holy Ghost in one spot. Amen. had stayed with Jesus the whole time it should have been John the Baptist but I tell you what I've learned I've learned that some people can't remember they have selective amnesia some of you in this room have seen so many powerful things that you ought never waver in your faith you ought to stand up for Jesus all the time if you remember where he found you if you remember how he picked you up if you remember how he washed you in his blood if you remember how he turned you around you ought not ever waver in your faith but there are people who forget where god found them here is john the one who saw it all saying go ask him is he the one or should we look for another when he got to jesus jesus didn't answer Because Jesus doesn't have to answer questions like that. He just said, come sit down and kind of watch me. And they sat there and watched him as he healed a lame boy. And somebody came up on crutches and Jesus just touched them and they ran away. Somebody came blind and he would just touch their eyes or or pick up some, some clay and mix it with spittle and put it there. And they'd say, touch me one more time and they'd be able to see he saw somebody come with sins burdening them down and he'd just say your sins are forgiven you and they'd straighten up in his presence and their faces would take on a smile and at the end of a day of watching that he said just go tell John what you saw let's go tell him what you saw ask him is he ashamed of me and that went away it went away just in time because Herodias this woman who had a living husband in a house and a man somewhere taking care of her child that woman had a plan she planned a birthday party I wonder did she tell her daughter before the party I wonder did she tell her daughter what she had in mind it was her intent that John the Baptist be dead but she didn't think she could get herod antipas to kill him outright so she built up a situation you got to be careful about people who know your weaknesses you got to be careful about people who offer you strangely wonderful things sometimes the best offer you hear is the worst for your future and she says look honey we're going to have a a wonderful birthday celebration. You deserve it. You know something? I'm married to a wonderful man. When I look at you, I just feel good. And I got a plan. We're gonna put you, you know, your favorite throne. You know that chair. We gonna put you in that. You know that. Uh, you know that robe you have with like that metal, kind of like has gold and silver in it. Would you wear that for me? You know I love you all the time, but when you put that on, <laughs> woo, I want you to put that on. We're gonna kind of place the lights so that, you know, it kind of hits you just right. So that when you walk in, man, people ain't gonna they're gonna understand how you look that good. And we're gonna sit you down and all your friends will be there. It's gonna be a wonderful occasion. And it was. But this woman was calculating. And I want to tell you something, she was not calculating by herself. The devil was calculating with her. Listen, just as happy as God is about your progress, the devil is angry. And he will try to plan for your demise. So when they come to this amazingly wonderful gathering, there are a couple of problems. They have some music that is not uplifting in nature. Now, music is too controversial to linger on. But you ought to be careful what kind of music you listen to. I know there are people who say, "Well, see, I'm not even listening to the music. You know It's just kind of like a background for my life. <laughs> yeah. I don't even listen to the words, you know what I mean? I just kind of you know, if I'm ironing or something, it'll just make me move, you know? Just iron see your brain doesn't understand that part it doesn't know that that's the background of your life your brain picks up all kinds of stuff anything that's out there is just grabbing stuff and pulling it in you ever wonder why when you reach back to get something to save you in a difficult situation you may not find what you think you ought to have in your brain because you've been pro- programming in the wrong stuff and, and, and i know the rule i don't do computers but g i g o is a rule garbage in Garbage out. So if all you program into your computer is garbage, when you reach back, guess what you're going to find? Garbage! The music wasn't right. And then they had alcoholic beverages. And, and look, I have seen the court cases. I've read some of them. People will actually come to court and say, uh, may I speak, Your Honor? Uh, I was drunk. And what's that supposed to mean? So whatever I did after that, you know, I just wish you would understand. Listen, listen. When you take a drink of alcohol, you are responsible from that point forward for everything that you do. The decision to drink included everything else that happened. Because when you drink, You give your brain over to another control system. Your brain goes in the bottle while the drink goes in your body. You don't have a brain anymore. And you can go in any court in the land. And unless it's some little country backwards kangaroo court, you will not be set free because you drank alcohol. You are responsible for what you do. And you ought to be responsible. There are too many children who have been killed. There are too many families who have been killed. There are too many cars that have been plunged into places where they shouldn't be because somebody was not in control. Their brain was gone. So, in that room, there was music that was not edifying. There was alcohol. And all of a sudden, all those powerful people started getting kind of loose with what they thought, with what they said and then with what they did and Herodias was watching while it happened listen there's nothing on television there's nothing on a motion picture screen that can compete with what I'm about to tell you Herodias calls her daughter it's her daughter sweetheart you 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 look it's just marvelous you know when I look at you I see all the best of what I used to be. Oh, look at, are you proud of yourself? You ought to be, because you remind me of me. You know know something? I got an idea, baby, and I I need you to listen to mama now, because, you know, I would normally ask you for something like this, but would you do something special for mommy? Come on, girl. Just sit so all right? Here's what I want you to do. You know, I love love that man out there. You know that. You love him too, don't you? He led us in his house. Hadn't he been kind to us? I'm telling you, he deserves the best. And I'm going to tell you something tonight that would really, really make him proud. I got something I had made for you to wear. You want to see it? Look here. Have you ever seen anything like that? But mama, is that all of it? <laughs> oh, wait. Well, not everybody could pull this off. But you... Girl, you, you just... Just naturally beautiful. Put it on. Go in there and put it on and come back and let me see. Girl, look at you. You know something? But mama, I feel feel almost exposed. Sweetheart, trust me. Anybody look like you? Can't afford to be exposed. I'll tell you what I want you to do. You hear that music out there right now? I want you to just kind of think. Don't even think. Just feel that music. Just feel it. And let it move you out there. And just go out there and let your, let your daddy's friends see what quality of family he has. But, but, honey, you said you're going to do it for mommy. And look here, I got a feeling when you go out there, your dad is going to ask to do a special favor for you. And when he does, don't answer him. Come back here to me. Do you see it? I think you do. And here comes this young lady. One of my favorite writers says that she was in the full bloom of womanhood. God intended that women be attractive to men, but not so that drunken men could ogle you. You were not created to put people out of their minds. You were not created to let licentious thoughts spill over into your mind and into your heart. That's not why God created women beautiful or men handsome. It is wasted when it's used like that. And so that little girl went out there. And sure enough, her father was so moved and his friends were so impressed that he got caught up in the moment and said, come here, Salome. <laughs> you know what? I'll give you anything you ask, up to a half of my kingdom. And all the men said, yeah, that's wonderful. And for a moment, he felt so proud and so powerful. He felt like he was the greatest man who had ever lived and that young lady ran back to her mother and said mama he did exactly what you said what should i say now she said i want you to do something for me And i want you to get this right i want you to go out there and say i want the head of john the baptist on a charger. get every word but mama you are not acting don't worry about how much And she goes out and says it. And let me tell you what happens. She danced to music, to lights, to the influence of alcohol. She ran back to mama, and the music was still playing. In fact, the voices of those people who heard what she asked knew, all of them knew, that there was nothing in John the Baptist that deserved to die. He didn't deserve it. He was a man of God. He spoke only the truth. And one of them could have raised their voices, could have said, King, don't do it. In fact, the King wanted somebody. Listen, uh, can I pause here a minute? There are people who know what's right to do some of those people are waiting on you just to say something to urge them to do what's right there's somebody in your life who's trying to change their lives all they need is for you to say yes do what god says but instead you sit quietly you need to learn how to let god use you in situations like that one voice could have saved the life of john the baptist but all of those powerful educated wealthy men sat silently and the king said go get him and at that moment the music stopped there was no more laughter there was no more celebration it was so deathly quiet because everybody knew that they had done wrong all you could hear would be the footsteps of the executioner i have been in the building where they say it happened i believe it could be i hear the footsteps coming down now john the baptist may have even heard when the declaration was made he may have heard his own death penalty but if you live in christ you must learn that when you live godly you shall suffer persecution let me tell you what i know jesus will never Allowed to happen to you anything other than what you would choose if you knew the end from the beginning. I'm gonna tell you the truth, I understand John's choice. There was no fuss, there was no scream, there was no upset man down there. They came and severed his head, but. All the time before his head was cut off, God had sent angels to minister to him every day of his life. I don't have any doubt in my mind that they had whispered in his ear, John, something's coming. It's not going to be great. In fact, you will suffer for just a while, but you'll suffer for Jesus' name. And if you are faithful to Jesus all the way to the end, we can promise you that anybody who suffers unto death for Jesus will think about two people. They'll think about Jesus and they think about you. What? If you are faithful to the end, people who suffer to the end will remember how you were faithful until you died. John was probably more prepared than you can imagine when someone came with a blade to take his head off and put it on a platter and took it back up But there was no more celebration and what Herod thought was his greatest moment turned out to be an everlasting nightmare. And here's what I want to tell you tonight. This world is mad. You know it. Our society has gone crazy. Things that are right are not condemned things that are wrong are turned upside down and they are praised. People who stand for right are ridiculed. People who do wrong are made into heroes and heroines. There's something wrong going on in this society. You know it's true. The word of God is trampled. People use the name of Jesus only when they curse. There are children who have never met Christ. Their parents won't tell them about Jesus. And then they wonder why my child won't live a good life. There are husbands and wives who can't stay together because they don't have Jesus to hold them together. And he's the cement that will not let you part. There are folk who have never had a day of peace in their lives. They have spent all their money. They've gotten all their toys. They have everything they ever dreamed of. But they still aren't happy because joy does not come from things of this world. The only real joy you'll ever have is when Jesus lives in your heart and when jesus lives in your heart you can be broke you can be lonely you can even be sick you can be forsaken but you can never be by yourself because jesus promised never to leave you alone here's here's what i want to tell you there will come a day and it won't be long i have i have begged you in the name of jesus to just follow what the bible says right. you know it you've checked me i haven't asked you one thing on my own i've only said we've got to follow what the word of god says Amen. i've shown you in the word of god that that jesus is calling out a people To stand for him in the last days when everybody else falls. I've told you that Jesus will take you no matter what other people think. Because what they think is not important in this decision. Jesus can select you. Jesus can fill you with his Holy Spirit. Jesus can empower you to stand for right. And you will never be the same once you decide to represent him. I tell you what you will be. Sometimes you'll be unpopular. Sometimes you'll stand alone, except that Jesus will be with you. Sometimes your friends will put you down. But I'd rather have Jesus. Here's what I need to tell you tonight. And I hope somebody is taking out at our downlink sites, those commitment cards for baptism tomorrow. I'm going to make an appeal tomorrow, but I want to make this one tonight. I promise you that soon and very soon he that will come shall come. I promise you that the end will come and all principality and power will be put down. The party is actually over. The Bible says Babylon is fallen. Uh, the, the, The rulers of the powers of this world have no more power. They are running on something that's like vapor. For God has already predicted that Jesus is about to take over this world. And what we are looking at now is the final moments of a society that is run out of time. And your question tonight is simple. Will you go with Jesus or will you follow the crowd? Will you spend your time being what they want you to be or do you have the temerity do you have the authority from christ to take hold of jesus hand and say by your grace and by your power i'll go where you lead me somebody tonight ought to decide to be baptized not because i say so not because of the name of the church but because jesus calls i beg of you to do this in Jesus' name. And now until tomorrow, may God hear you when you call. May God lift you if you fall. May God bless you as you stand. May God hold you in the palm of his hand. Good night. Mr. Pearson.